Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wavelet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That just happened. That just happened. That dial is got a book time with Mike and Mike, presented by That America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. Mike Bozich, we're coming off the heels of the 2017 Breeders' Crown, and boy, did we see some fantastic performances. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, it's, uh, it's it was an awesome experience to be out there. And uh, recovering, though, hasn't been so nice. <laughs> we're, we're still tired. I mean, we are really still tired. I mean, especially you. I, I, I'll tell you, if nobody has seen Mike Carter in action at one of these remotes, then I'm telling you, you're missing a show. You're missing a sight in itself because Mike hustles. I'll tell you, when we talk about broadcasting and especially these live remotes is so much more than just turning on a microphone and gabbing. We really mean it because just all the behind the scenes work that is actually done during the course of a broadcast, hustling to get interviews, <laughs> making sure everything's technologically sound, uh, doing social media, uh, just a lot of different things go behind the scenes. And Mike, I'll tell you what, you were, gosh, let's see, you were absolutely Carson Wentz. You were Joe Montana. You were Dan Marino. You were the quarterback. You were really calling the plays out there. And, and I got to tell you, Mike, you called a pretty good game for two days. We had a lot of fun, didn't we? Well, well, we had a blast. We really did. We had a good time out there at Hoosier Park. I think some people's arms are a little sore because I was grabbing arms as uh, people were walking by. Hey, come on over here. Come back. Come on back. And uh, no, but in all seriousness, it was a great time. Hoosier Park. Uh, we want to seriously thank Hoosier Park, Racy Casino, the Breeders' Crown, Hamiltonian Society, all those guys for having us out. It was a uh, it was a whole lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, Mike, there's nothing like being at the Breeders' Crown, uh, especially this year. Hoosier Park did a fantastic job of uh, building this up. And uh, speaking of uh, recovering, we have time for a quick story. So you called me this morning, you know, like we, we normally have a phone call on Thursday morning. And I, I tell you, I didn't even didn't hear the phone, nothing. At 945, I woke up and was like, whoa, it's time for the show. So, uh, so uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for waking me up there, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're still recovering. I mean, this is and, you know, and I'll tell you what, recovery time is pretty much over, Mike, because we are oh, yeah. on the heels of the third annual post time with Mike and Mike awards. Can you believe already we're talking about the post time with Mike and Mike awards, our third edition. 
And uh, I'll tell you what, we've got uh, a couple of new categories that we're going to introduce. Uh, the voting, uh, the nominations, I should say, they're going to open up soon, Mike. I know you've told me a million times, but you know, <laughs> I, I still can't remember. When are we actually going to be able to start nominating? Well, well, in between all the work uh, that we've put in for the Breeders' Crown and stuff, uh, we've been working on our website, and the nominations will open Thursday, next Thursday, November 9th, beginning at 12 noon. Um, That's right. They that, will should open, be about right uh, after our, that, that should be about right after our show next week. Yeah, just after our show next week, uh, we'll get a press release out. Nominations will open up. We're going to take nominations uh, for four weeks. Um, and, and I'll get the date for that here in a second. We'll take nominations, Mike, for four weeks. And then we'll have a panel of, uh, you know, five or six people help us get down to five in each category. Uh, nominations will close on Wednesday, November 29th, and they will be announced on Thursday, November 30th. And voting will begin on Thursday, December 7th, Mike, and uh, go through until Wednesday, December 27th. And uh, we'll announce the winners live on our program uh, on Thursday, December 28th. So uh, we've got a busy couple of months. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's exciting for me. And uh, I know it's going to be exciting for you because I'll tell you, taking these nominations in is the fun part for us. Because we get yeah. to hear from you, the fans, uh, who you guys want for each of these categories. I know we've uh, people have already uh, you know, submitted some things uh, for race call of the year or for upset of the year. And I'll tell you what, there's been some upsets this year. Uh, I think uh, JL Cruz is probably going to be one of the top contenders uh, for Plain Ridge Park, Mike. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, it certainly is. As a matter of fact, and I know this was uh, probably a smart aleck, but uh, I got a, a an email uh, from somebody, and uh, his name's going to remain nameless, but he said, you know, you have that race call of the year, and uh, he wants to nominate my race call from a couple days ago, whereas the last race at Harris Philly, and my voice was absolutely on fumes because I was battling. I don't know if it was a, a bronchial infection or whatever, but as they came into the stretch, I was completely out of gas. As a matter of fact, if you go to YouTube and you type in funny race calls, there's, a, I believe, a guy in Australia that uh, the last eighth of a mile just completely lost his voice. It was just talking like this and then come down to the wire. And it, and it was, it's the funniest thing ever. And I'm going to tell you what, this thing a couple of days ago wasn't too far from that. <laughs> so if, if you have a chance to check my race call out of a couple of days ago, the last race, please don't just don't because <laughs> I'm going to try to get in touch with the archive department at Harris, Philadelphia and have them wipe that off the record. Or maybe I can recall that race or something because that was, uh, <laughs> it was completely going off the rails uh, towards the end. But uh, Mike, uh, yeah, the post time with Mike and Mike awards is coming up. And uh, also along with the post time with Mike and Mike awards, Mike next week, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about, um, what we're going to add to the website. We do want to add some stuff to the website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. And one of the things we're going to add, Mike, uh, that we can't wait to do is the Wall of Fame. And uh, it's basically going to spotlight a couple of, uh, the last couple of years of winners, Mike, and we're certainly looking forward to that. Well, I think we lost Mike Carter. We're going to take a commercial timeout when we come back. We're going to get this thing rolling. Ked Weingartner from the USDA is going to be joining us as we talk about our guest list. Prost, Ray Cotolo, Murray Brown, Pete Methurst, and much more. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. 
Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment in live harness racing action returns Saturday, November 4th. The first 1,000 guests will receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision, laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pet Rock together, run 49 and 2. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, a very interesting show coming up for you today. Rain Catolo from North America Harness Update is going to be joining us. He also had coverage of the 2017 Breeders' Crown. Plus, we're going to be talking to Marie Brown from Vanover Shoe Farms. We're going to take a look at the upcoming Harrisburg sale. And we know that Thanksgiving's not too far around the corner when we start talking about Harrisburg. And also, we're going to talk a little bit to people. 
Pete Medhurst, the fine track announcer at Rosecroft. And he's going to be talking some Potomac Pace. Rich Patay is going to be joining us as well. And he's going to uh, be talking a little bit about the Breeders' Cup just for a couple of minutes. We know we're a harness show, but uh, we still want to give you, try to give you some Breeders' Cup winners. Let's bring in our good friend from the United States Drawing Association, Ken Weingartner, who is on hand at the Breeders' Crown. Ken's on hand everywhere, every big event. You could bet your bottom dollar that our good friend Ken Weingartner is going to be there with a smiling face. Ken, how are you, sir? Good, good. How are you guys? Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, you also are the uh, kind of the caretaker of the top ten, the USTA top ten poll that we see uh, each and every week on the uh, USTA website, ustrotting.com. First of all, talk a little bit about uh, that poll, boy. I'll tell you what, it's been, uh, well, for certain, and we kind of knew this was the way it was going to be, but Breeders' Crown Champions uh, uh, certainly made a big move on that poll. Well, uh, you know, it all comes down to the breeder's crown is what we like to say, and it certainly did this week in the poll. Uh, the poll goes back 25 years or more, and uh, it's uh, really been a great tool for us to get a little extra coverage in the newspapers. The Associated Press sends it out every week, and we do it on behalf of the Hamiltonian Society and Breeder's Crown. And, uh, yeah, this week, you know, you look up and down, and the breeder's crown winners really had a strong showing. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between Friday and Saturday night. First of all, weather-wise, Friday night was, uh, well, let's just put it mildly, less than desirable conditions. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Hoosier Park did a, a fantastic job. And uh, obviously, you know, the fantastic undefeated two-year-old Philly Trotter Manchego was simply marvelous throughout the season. And uh, she capped off a big, big season by winning the Breeders' Crown. Your thoughts of her? Oh, she was fantastic. You know, first uh, breeders undefeated Breeders' Crown two-year-old filly champion. So that's quite an accomplishment, especially when you think about you know the great filly trotters we've seen over the years. And uh, she went out there and she did what she was supposed to do. The, the track wasn't uh, at its best. I want to say not at its best, but you know with the rain and uh, sloppy conditions. But she went out and handled it fine. And it was really great to see the number of people that came out in spite of the weather. I was working there all day getting stuff ready, and uh, by 3 o'clock there were people still come, starting to come in and uh, fill the grandstand, and that was really nice to see. Yeah, it certainly was a really good crowd, uh, not only Friday, but of course Saturday with the better, better weather. Let's uh, go back to Friday night again. Obviously, uh, another talented uh, trotter in the Jimmy Tankers stable, Ariana G, just uh, took him to the woodshed in that three-year-old Philly trot as uh, she was parked the first quarter, but it, it really didn't matter. She went right on by, and she won uh, pretty much at will at 20 cents on the dollar. Uh, your thoughts of Ariana G and kind of where she uh, I, I guess the conversation now is uh, she's going to certainly be, by the time it's said and done, I think one of the best, uh, you know, Philly or Mayor Trotters uh, of our game of all time. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a safe statement? Oh, certainly, certainly in recent memory for sure. And, uh, you know, she's still got a little bit of her career left to go there, and we'll see how she goes and where she ranks all time. But she's just been so impressive, uh, went out there in the Breeders' Crown and, and won impressively just uh, – Really, a great performance by her, and uh, you know, it reflected in the fact that she's the number one ranked horse going back to the poll. You know, you look at the poll, and she's got first fourteen first place votes, and uh, people uh, really were uh, uh, impressed with her performance. And 
deservedly so. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy Thacker completed that big Friday night with a little bit of an upset. A horse that obviously had a uh, very strong uh, two-year-old campaign and that kind of was MIA for a little bit, but then made her mark back in the Breeders' Crown, and that was pure country. The long shot 14-to-1 winner uh, coming from the clouds as uh, Lady Shadow set the tempo the whole way. She couldn't hold, obviously. Uh, Lady Shadow was sold not too far after that race for $310,000 and on gate.com to a rich bank. But uh, pure country. Uh, making amends is it safe to say that maybe she's back yeah i think so uh you know the four-year-old year is such a tough year uh as far as making that tradition uh, transition to racing against older horses and uh she had some issues i think maybe with some sickness early in the year and some other things and the fact that she was making that transition as well might have uh, prevented her from winning as many races as uh, you might have thought coming into the year, but she certainly uh, <laughs> looked very good there in the Breeders' Crown, and that was a very good performance, and I was kicking myself when I looked up and saw 14-1 to 1 and hadn't played it. Now, Ken, uh, obviously one of the things I know I'll be looking forward to uh, next year is the three-year-old pacing division. And Schnitzel do something and uh, stay hungry. Really battled it out the, to the line. The uh, two-year-old Colton Gelling uh, pacing division this year uh, was uh, was pretty competitive, and I can't wait to see it next year, that's for sure. Yeah, that that's a very uh, interesting division, I think. And, uh, you know, Boston Time kind of got – all the uh, publicity going into the race, and you know he deserved it off of uh, what he had done and his stakes victories coming into it. And he looked very good in his elimination. But uh, it certainly seems to be like it could be a very uh, deep group and a very competitive group. Uh, I really like Stay Hungry going into that race, and uh, that was a, a very good performance. Another one of the uh, storylines, I believe, of Breeders' Crown 2017 was Hanalor Hanover beating the boys in the uh, open trot. She was favored to do so, and uh, she got a pretty good journey behind the speed of Marion Marauder and was able to get the job done and hold off a charging crazy while Hanalor Hanover, obviously, uh, certainly in discussions for Horse of the Year, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, and that uh, performance in the Breeders' Crown certainly is going to help her cause. I mean, it's not too often you get to see the mares take on the boys in the open uh, in the Breeders' Crown and win it. She was the first one to win it since Moneymaker, so, you know, that's pretty good company right there. And uh, I say she's definitely in the conversation. It looks like, you know, the way things have shaped up, Ariana G, Hanalor Hanover, and Manchego are sitting at the top of that conversation, but I'm sure we still have some racing to go, and some other people still might put their name into the mix, but Hanalor, I'm I'm sure Yannick might have had a couple anxious moments there coming around that last turn, because he had resolved to his outside, he was kind of locked in there a little bit, but he was able to find some room in the stretch, and uh, she pulled away and looked quite good. We've actually got a poll on our uh, Twitter page, uh, Ken, uh, of who should who people think should be Harness Horse of the Year. And the three that you mentioned, uh, Hanalor, Hanover, Manchego, and Ariana G, are obviously uh, the toppers on that list. But another uh, pretty incredible performance, and it was cool for uh, for the show because we were outside all night on Saturday night, and uh, you know we heard some of the crowd reaction. But when Beckham's Z Tam came roaring by to take the lead. The crowd went absolutely nuts. Indiana had a really big night at the races on Saturday night. Yeah, and that was nice to see because, you, you know, the Indiana program has been so much in the news with Always Be Mickey, Wicklet Jiggle, and Hanover, just to mention, you know, the top, top few there. And to see them do so well, 
you know, with a $50 bill and Hanelore winning and then topping it off with Beckham's VTAM. And you're right, you know, the reaction to that win was really something. And the, the roar of the crowd, the people coming out to shout congratulations, the connections, uh, it was really uh, an emotional scene, a very touching scene. And uh, it really kind of was a nice way for Hoosier Park to kind of put their stamp on that event. And, of course, uh, another storyline, a lot of storylines in the Breeders' Ground 17, but uh, what the hill gets revenge in uh, the three-year-old culture. Uh, obviously, you know, the Hambletonian disappointment for the connections of what the hill being disqualified and such, so it definitely had the made a Breeders' Crown win that much sweeter. Oh, I'm sure it did, and uh, David Miller alluded that to that in the winter circle, uh, saying, you know, he, he hopes this helped make up for a little bit of what happened in the summertime, and uh, you know, he's he's really had a nice year, um, and so has Devious Man. I would say those two right now are are looking pretty good at the top of that division, and they'll meet up again uh, this weekend at Hoosier Park, and uh, but what the hell. Uh, that's the type of performance, you know, everybody uh, knew he was capable of. And I know Ron Burke has liked him all along, and uh, he showed why. Yeah, certainly. Uh, real quick, uh, Ken, before we let you go, uh, obviously the open older Pacers, that has been a division that has just been wide open throughout the year. And you get split the house, kind of another ingredient in the mix of all bets off and McWicked and Centra and a lot of these older horses, Keystone Velocity, that have kind of made their presence felt and have traded big wins throughout the year. But split the house, a good price, 8-1. to one. Come roaring home, got past the speed of Market Sows, also had a couple of big wins uh, throughout the season in the open uh, pacing ranks. I'll tell you what, that has just been a wide, wide open division, and it seems like value was found pretty much odds-wise throughout the year. Yeah, that is definitely the case. As you mentioned, you saw it again in the Breeders' Crown with Split the House at 8-1. to one. And I think, you know, you go into those races and you kind of look at them and you say nothing would quite surprise you in that division because there hasn't been anybody that's really uh, taken control of it and won consistently. I thought that maybe Mock It So, this might be his opportunity to step forward. Uh, I think All Bets Off had really been racing kind of well, and he was hampered the uh, post nine in the Breeders' Crown final, so that might have hurt his chances there. But, you know, all credit to split the house for getting the job done, and, you know, now he throws his name in there with a nice stakes win to go with with uh, a lot of those horses that you mentioned. It's been sort of a, a complete opposite of last year when we had, you know, Always Be Mickey and Wiggle It, Jiggle It, and Freaky Feet Pete were getting all the attention, and now, you know, it's just been wide open. No question about it. Ken White Gardner from the USDA. Well, Ken, we certainly appreciate you joining us as we uh, took a look back on Breeders' Ground 2017. Obviously, you're the caretaker of the USTA Top 10 poll. As you said, there's still some uh, racing to go. Not much, but still some racing to go. Now, you've been handling this poll for quite a while throughout the years, Ken. After the Breeders' Crown is, for the most part, is what you see now what you get, or is there still some possibility for some changes? I think there might be some possibility for some changes, particularly because we have some you know, big races coming up at the Meadowlands uh, at the end of November. We still have some matrons. We have this weekend at uh, Hoosier Park. So I think we've 
kind of seen the horses that are going to be in the mix, and now we might just see a little bit of reshuffling as those uh, races come about and we see the results of them. But I think, you know, certainly with the TVGs coming up and uh, the matrons, those, those races could, you know, have an impact for sure. All right. Well, Ken, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll continue to check out that poll right until the end of the year, my friend. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. All right, that was Ken we- Ken Weingartner from the USDA. And, Mike, I'll tell you what, Ken is one of the hardest-working guys in this industry. Not a big event goes by where you don't see uh, Ken Weingartner out there hustling. Heck, yeah, he uh, he does a lot of the press releases and stuff uh, for the USTA uh, when they need it. And I'll tell you what, he's out there hustling. He's taking pictures. He's doing everything that he could possibly can uh, to make sure that all of those stories and stuff get off the ground. And uh, I'll tell you what, he does a heck of a job for the USTA. All right. Now, well, before, Mike, we bring in our, our uh, next guest, I'm going through uh, the studio. And uh, I don't see our, uh, our zonk or our uh, deleter uh, mute button or anything like that on our <laughs> or the ability to uh to uh screen callers on our uh on our studio because our oh, next yeah. guest pretty much is liable to say anything isn't he we don't know what ray's <laughs> going to say we have no idea what ray Catolo is going to say on our show because this is a little bit of an invasion from north america hardest update but this, so you have to stick around for the next segment because we have no idea what he's going to say or do or he probably doesn't have any idea what he's going to say or do either, does he? he well, he just got out of class, so uh, we can't hear his reaction. He's probably laughing on the other end of the phone. We can't hear his well, reaction let, right now. Well, you know what? But, listen, uh, before, well, hold, hold on. Before we – Ray? Oh, yeah, yes, boy. How, how, much, how, much, how much coffee have you had? I, I, I had the traditional morning cup that usually helps perk up the day and gets you ready okay. for all the battles to squander. All right. You didn't have any extra, did you? Why would I? There's no such thing as extra. There's just the amount you need to exist. Okay, we're we're just checking. We're gonna put you back on hold, and we're gonna take a quick timeout. And when we come back, it's the host of North America Artist Update, our man Ray Catolo, on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. 
back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and Ray Catolo joined us. Or well, he was there, you know, doing his uh, doing his show at the Breeders' Crown. And you guys look like you were having some fun out there, Ray. Well, I, I appreciate that uh, you guys thought we were having fun because it was it was a very stressful time. We we <laughs> did we did not enjoy it at all. If you could just tell by the smirks on our face, they were they were the bad kind of smirks. If you know what I'm saying. Well, listen. I know the uh, we we know the stress from from those live remotes. But, uh, listen, you guys did a Periscope as well as uh, did your uh, show, and uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the experiences you guys had. Oh uh, well, first things first. Uh, with the Periscope and all of the live stuff, I got to thank uh, one of our hosts, uh, Rod Allen's Jr., who basically took the initiative to set all of that up because for as long as I've been doing the show, people would probably catch on by now that I would not have done any of that without the help of him. And because of that, we were able to just set up not only our radio show, but also do a video presentation, which was loads of fun to do, uh, just because if, if people listen to the show, there's a lot of physicality and such that I do that I have to narrate. And then there's also just natural physicality between all of us that I thought was really captured on the video. And plus, uh, there's a lot of fun moments, too, that we were able to get. Like, for instance, that Hoosier horse kept interrupting our broadcast. Uh, so people got to see that, and it was uh, overall we got to have one of the best experiences of North American Harness of the North American Harness Update, as you guys call it, which you can also find us on the Facebook and the Twitter uh, by that account. Uh, but it, it was it was it was honestly a blast to be able to go out there and uh, to be able to cover the Breeders' Crown. Ray, tell us a little bit about the North America Harness Update, the show. Tell us a little bit about how it got started and uh, how you got involved with it. Uh, well, it was started initially by uh, Garnet Barnsdale, uh, who we called Garnsdale, and Jeremy Day, who did not get a nickname, unfortunately. Uh, they brought me on to talk about the North America Cup back in 2012. And then I became a contributor, and then eventually, uh, being the ambitious uh, narcissist that I am, I just took over. And so... Now I be, now I run the show and we try to not only cover harness racing more on the gambling side uh, every week, but we also try to at least uh, show the fact that we're having fun doing it. We were a very informal show, uh, so if if I say something off the walls, it at least fits. And overall, we're just we're more trying to have a good time while also making money. That that's the whole premise of the show, basically. Well, listen, we, you know, I, I got a chance to invade your show uh, there for a little bit. And, you know, SRN1 uh, does a great job. And they're, they're a Canadian-type uh, broadcast station, correct? Mm-hmm. They're, they're a small Canadian radio station up in Canada. Okay. And, and where, where does North, America Hard, North American Harness Update go from here? Do you, do you guys do more remotes or is this kind of, you know, was this kind of a breeder's crown type of situation where, you know, hey, we just all wanted to meet up? Because you guys had never met before, correct? No, none of us had ever been within the same proximity or even the same room. And then we ended up sleeping in the same room. So it was, we definitely, we learned a lot about ourselves and each other. It was a very very bonding experience. It was like going to summer camp, except with more gambling and cigarettes. But uh, just, uh, it was it was great to be able to you know build some more chemistry between us guys because that's one of the most important things is you guys know on radio is being able to have that kind of chemistry uh, that that ultimately just aids the performance and the show itself and I, I feel like engages people more. 
And Ray, and obviously let's talk a little bit about those cast of characters because you've kind of had a revolving door over the past few years. I mean, you've had Mike Carter, you've had Garnett, you've had Jeremy, uh, and now you've got uh, – and you've had a couple of other uh, people. I think uh, Kyle Burton I know you've had. Um, mm-hmm. Good grief, the names you, are – You were on the show there at one point. What's that? You were on our show at one point. Well, just the, the one time when uh, members, it was you and I. We in, we invaded, <laughs> we invaded that show, and you know, <laughs> Ray's invaded the show. But then, um, and, and now you've got uh, Mike Probosi and Rod Allen's, and it seems like you guys have really put together. You talked about chemistry. It seems like you really have put together a good chemistry. And you talk about, uh, you know, kind of the gambling aspect of the show, where you know you try to give kind of like a, I like to call it a youthful experience. Uh, in your guys' handicapping. Ray, you seem like, and I like to call you a youthful veteran because it seems like you've been around forever, but you're only, what, 19? I'm 18. 18. Unbelievable. Wow. He can but finally bet like, legally. But, but it, seems like, <laughs> it seems like you've been around forever. When you look to handicap a race, okay, mm-hmm. what are some of the first things that you look for what's what are some of the first things that when you look at a race page you're like okay this sticks out at me to about a horse or this doesn't stick out at me about a horse well one the one thing that i always talk about on the show and that i always warn people about when i handicap is i ultimately like to read the board i like to see where all the money is going who's getting bet and such because that gives me an insight to what horses that the public thinks has a shot versus on paper, which ones look appealing to me. Cause that, that's, that's the basis of me trying to find value in a race. I'm trying to see if there are any discrepancies on the board with how I'm reading the program pages with things such as like a horse got a bad trip that people are ignoring a horse is dropping in class, but has sneakily good performances that people are ignoring. It's ultimately just trying to see what people are ignoring. Cause you can make a lot of money doing that. Uh, I was waiting for your Facebook message there, <laughs> there, buddy. So, so you guys had, had never met before, uh, Ray. And how did you guys all kind of come together and decide to uh, kind of continue the show with just you three? How did you find uh, Mike Provosi and Rod Allen's? Well, it was after um, Garnsdale left to fully work with the Daily Racing Form in early 2016. I was just doing the show by myself for a couple of months, and it. For as much of a character and a variety of characters as I can play, I recognize the fact that people don't want to listen to me talk for two hours. So then I decide, I put out a casting call, basically. And believe it or not, Mike was the only one that responded initially. And so I said to him, okay, you're the only one that responded. Uh, you, you, you gamble. I've talked to you before. You seem like a good guy. You, how about you just come on the show? We'll work things out. And he's been on for about a year and a half now. And him... And Rod, Rod too, Rod, who joined us a couple of months ago uh, after getting in contact with me after Often Pacing really kicked off, and that's how he heard of me, because uh, I also do the race calls for Often Pacing and broadcast for them and such. Uh, he came on, and then we, I, I feel like with my informality, I've really been able to help like loosen them up in terms of presentation. Them just getting the experience, too, has really helped them find what it is that they have to offer. And we were talking about this, too. Uh, that when you're watching the broadcast, uh, very much like I'm the personality, Mike is very much analytical because he plays the horses almost religiously. He's a, he's a big gambler and a good gambler too. Rod very much the same, but he also has that horseman insight because he was a horse trainer and horse driver out in Illinois in the Midwest for many years before he had to retire. So 
uh, we, we really kind of just developed this cast of characters, as you guys were calling them, uh, mostly through experience and just being able to find what it is we have to present on our show. And I sound so self-righteous saying it, but that, that's kind of just how it feels. All right, Ray Katola joining us from North America Harness Update. Now, listen, Ray, we know that you've got the show going on uh, Friday nights at 9 p.m., right? That's where they can find you? Friday nights at 9 p.m. on SRN1, 148.ca backslash 1. What do you see in the future for one Ray Cotolo? Uh Well, I'm besides horse racing and any kind of jobs I'm getting in horse racing, I'm very much working creatively to try and do performance arts and such. Uh, I wrote a play last year that I may bring back and revise to bring back to the stage. I have a comedy album out, which I use the term comedy extremely loosely. It's more a piece of uh, performance art, which is my way of saying it's bad. Uh, from there, then there's also um, I'm, I'm just out I'm I'm out performing. I'm trying I'm really trying to build that personality that I feel is the backbone, or at least I like to think is the backbone of North American Harness Update. As I said, I am kind of a narcissist. All right, good stuff, my friend Ray Katola. Listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Now, of course, if people want to follow you on Twitter and Facebook, they can do so. And uh, how can they do so? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Ray Katolo for all of the greatest thoughts of mankind that I have to offer. And they could also find me on Facebook. I might friend you. I don't know. I have a lot of friends. And uh, North American Harness <laughs> Update is on Twitter at NA Harness Update and on Facebook. The page is just called North American Harness Update. Like, share, subscribe, comment, send us money, rain checks, cashier's <laughs> checks. We take any kind of checks. All right, buddy. Listen, good stuff, man. We appreciate you joining us. We, I appreciate the fact that you wanted me on. This is, this is like a budding relationship. It's good stuff, man. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, we, I appreciate you, too. Guys? He appreciates us. <laughs> He does. Our good man, man Ray Cato, I'll tell you what, Dave, you know what, Ray has honestly been at this thing with that show for how long now? Gosh, he's probably been about two years or so, maybe, two and a half years, yeah. three years. Yeah, it's maybe even, yeah, maybe even no, longer. No, it's actually uh, been longer than that, because we'll be on the air three years this year. Right, I think, right, right. Right, no, yeah, because it's the third annual Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. You know, one of the one of the questions that I got from somebody that'll remain nameless would be like, "Well, how could you have somebody from a competing show like you have Ryan Macedonia and you have Ray Catolo and and uh, you know this and that? And how can you have people from competing interests?" And I don't look at it that way, Mike. I don't look at at it like we're competing at all. I, I the way I look at it is is that we're in the same boat. This is the sport of harness racing. I think as much coverage as this sport can get is uh, the more the merrier, in my opinion, because, you know, God knows this sport needs it. And, you know, I think the dynamic between the difference between our show and Ryan's show and Ray's show, I mean, I think it's three completely different things, Mike, if you ask me. Three completely no, different completely. styles, three completely different times. I, I, just, I just think it's three. All three have their unique outlook of how to promote the sport, and I think it's great. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I was talking to Ryan some at the Breeders' Crown. He said, any way we can pre present the sport and promote it is, uh, is you know, even if we have competing shows or whatever. And, and like you said, it's three completely different styles, which makes it even better. 
No question about it. We still, this show is uh, picking up steam, my friend. We still got uh, more to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Our good friend Murray Brown is going to join us in just a few minutes. Of course, Murray is uh, from Hanover Shoe Farms, and he is going to be talking about the Harrisburg sale coming up. Plus, Pete Matters is going to join us towards the bottom of the hour, Mike. The second annual Potomac Pace is uh, coming up this Sunday at Rosecroft. And I know I've had a chance to uh, announce a couple of times. There and if and I'll tell you what I give Rosecroft and the management there, the new management there, all kind of credit, Mike. They are really you know trying to make something of uh, Rosecroft. They've redone the place a little bit. I know they put a new floor in uh, down at the bottom, brand new TVs. The place is really starting to look pretty good, and that brand new tote board. I'll tell you what I don't. Have you had a chance to see the tote board yet? Not in person, no. A beautiful Bing tote board. It's bright as all heck. I had a chance to see it for the first time about a month ago, and I'll tell you what, that thing is just a big, beautiful, modern tote board. I mean, it's uh, easy to read, and it's bright, and uh, I'll tell you what, so I give the management there a lot of credit for uh, really, uh, you know, trying to make Rosecroft come back, because I'll tell you, that's not an easy, uh, you know, environment as far as uh, – you know, other gambling interests and not too far from them goes, but I give them a lot of credit. Plus, I think our man, Rich Matei, is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about the Breeders' Cup. You know, we do have the Breeders' Cup coming up this weekend, Mike. Do you have anybody that you like in the Breeders' Cup, or are you, are you like me and haven't really taken a look at it yet? I have no no clue yet. i got to look. <laughs> I still haven't even looked. Oh, boy, we're in trouble. We're going to have to depend on Matei to kind of get us through this weekend. Right. <laughs> Oh but anyway, gosh. we've got our good friend Murray Brown. By the way, before we get to Murray Brown, we do have a couple of things that we just want to touch on briefly. Mike, uh, Tim Tietrink had another uh, three wins yesterday here at Harris, Philadelphia, after a big night the night before at Dover. And, Mike, he is seven wins away from career win number 10,000. And it's hard to believe. You know, we talked about Ray being young. It's hard to believe Tim Tietrink's a guy that seemed like he's been around forever, but he's a young guy, too. Yeah, what an illustrious career he has had. It seems like, uh, Mike, he has won just about anything and everything there is in this industry. And uh, to get the career win, 10,000 will definitely be a uh, special moment for him, that's for sure. Yeah, so we'll certainly keep an eye on that. Right now, he is seven wins away from 10,000. Congrats to uh, one of your Ohio guys, Mike. Chris Page just uh, got his 4,000th driving win a couple of nights ago. Yes, he did. The very first race at Northfield. And uh, for Ayers and I, uh, and I, I know you do press releases, so I'm sure you appreciate this. When they do it early in the card, it definitely, uh, it, it's definitely a lot better than doing it in the 14th race. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, Chris Page <laughs> did it in the very first race. And yeah. uh, what a career he has had here in Ohio. He's done some great things. He's driving for Ron Burke out here. And uh, he's doing, uh, doing some great things. And I, I'm really excited to see where his career goes going forward. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Harrisburg sale. It's our man from Hanover Shoe Farms, Murray Brown. On the other side of this timeout, you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as live harness racing action returns Saturday, November 4th. The first 1,000 guests will receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMetalands.com.
Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by Murray Brown from Hanover Shoe Farms. And Murray, I'll tell you what, what a big couple of weeks that Hanover Shoe Farm has had from a breeding aspect, and then you capped it off with a huge Breeders' Crown performance as well. Yeah, we're, we're really, really pleased. I, you know, this is my fifty-first year here. And I can't can't remember us having anywhere near as good a year. We, you know, just, uh, you know, winning winning the Jug, winning the Hamiltonian, winning the Breeders, uh, uh, some of the Breeders Crowns, uh, just uh, the Kentucky Futurity. It's really been a thrill, been great fun. Now, Murray, along with that great fun, uh, certainly comes a lot of work. And I know, uh, you know, that those of you that follow you on Facebook, uh, I know uh, a couple of weeks back that you were putting together all the uh, videos for the yearlings. And, you know, you said that it was kind of the busiest uh, week or couple of weeks, uh, you know, that you have each and every year. Talk to us about the work that it takes to put such a big sale like uh, like Harrisburg on. Well, it you know it is a lot of work. Uh, you know we're selling 239 yearlings. They're they're uh, scattered here. Most of them are at the fairgrounds. We've got about a dozen at an auxiliary farm because we we don't have quite as many, enough stalls at the fairgrounds. But Dr. J, Dr. Jablonski, Bridget Jablonski, she's in charge of the whole thing, and and you know she does just a fantastic job. She's she's a workaholic. She pays attention to detail. She knows every single one of these horses. Knows their 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 their, their pluses, their minuses, if any. And uh, she, the best part of it is, she'll, if somebody asks her, she'll tell. Them. She'll give them a you know her her uh, true opinion of what what's good, what's bad, or uh, what you know. Just uh, she's she's a tremendous resource. Not not only for us for the farm but for the buyers. 
Now, Murray, in Lexington, uh, we saw Muscle Hill uh, kind of be one of the more popular uh, of the sires uh, teamed up there with Captain Treacherous in some beach somewhere. Um, do you think that, you know, coming into uh, the Harrisburg sale, that these sires are probably going to wind up doing uh, really well there again? More than likely, I would think so. Uh, I know uh, I feel probably if I were to pick uh, our two top sellers, Pacers and, and Trotters, uh, they're both Phillies, actually. One one is a, uh, a Muscle Hill Philly and the other is a Captain Treacherous Philly. And I, I think respectively, uh, and obviously I might be a little prejudiced, but I don't think so in this case. Uh, I think they're probably, at least in my opinion, the best-looking trotting Philly and pacing Philly we've ever had here. Murray Brown from Hanover Shoe Farms joining us. Uh, Murray, I know that a lot of people, when they go to sales, they look for a lot of different things uh, when they buy their horse. Uh, a lot of people just, I mean, the way the uh, horses conform, just a lot of different angles, you know, obviously value how much you want to spend uh, goes into the, the mindset of people purchasing these horses. What are some of the things that you like to look for, uh, you know, when, when you're looking uh, for a horse, especially a yearling at one of these sales? Well, basically, I, I like a little size. They don't have to be giants, but they don't have to. Uh, I don't particularly like peanuts either. Uh, they have to stand correctly. Uh, uh, hopefully, you know, they both front feet go straight ahead. Uh, they're, you know, they're they're not sickle hawked. Uh, uh, usually, when a horse horse toes in, it's uh, much more acceptable with a pacer than it is with a trotter. Uh, conversely, when a horse toes out, uh, I know, like for example, Chuck Sylvester won't buy a trotter that doesn't toe out at least a little. So, uh, and and you don't particularly like it with a, with a pacer. But there's certain things uh, people can live with, and other people can't live with. There's some people who 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 particularly like a big horse, and you know we get their lists uh, when when they. Uh, when they come here to the fairgrounds to look at them before the sale. And uh, Dr. G.J. will just go through them. And, like, if, if somebody, uh, you know, particularly likes only big horses, she'll tell them uh, which ones might be on the small order, and uh, they they might choose not to look at it. But uh, that's, you know, that's their decision. But, uh, you know, it, there's one for everybody because they all get sold. Now, Murray, uh, real quick, uh, I know Mike's got one more question for you before we let you go, but when you say that a horse toes in or toes out, for those who may not know what that means, uh, I know personally I'm not 100% sure what that means. What do you mean by that? Well, you you look at a horse head on, and if uh, you prefer that both front toes are are in the forward position, if if one is – uh, curved to to the right or to the left, uh, 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 that would indicate, you know, that they might be towing in or towing out. If uh, a front right foot, for example, would be going to the left, it would be towing in. If it would go to the right, it would be towing out. Ideally, you you want them both straight ahead. But like like I said, uh, somebody like Chuck Sylvester looks for uh, at least with trotters he looks for one that toes out a little because he feels then they they won't hit their shins 
Right. And real quick, uh, for anybody that may be listening that uh, might be toying with going to the Harrisburg sale for the first time, uh, give us the win and wear one more time. Uh, at the at State Farm Show Arena, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, very easy to find. Just, you know, Google it and uh, uh, the whole area, there's signs leading to it. Uh, easily accessible cereal will tell you how to get there. All right. And the dates once again? Uh, 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 Monday, November 6th through Friday, November 10th. Okay, Monday through uh, Friday. Yearlings, yearlings sell on the 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then there are a few yearlings actually selling on the 9th, but mostly uh, breeding stock on the 9th and racehorses on the 10th. Okay, and Murray, really quick before we let you go, just one final question. Obviously, a story that's been uh, you know, kind of making the news and the headlines around the harness racing world about the expanded gaming bill that recently passed in uh, Pennsylvania. Do you think that that uh, is going to impact us at all? Well, it might a little. I, I, I think all in all, we uh, the one thing that that's really good is uh, the governor signed the bill yesterday. They, they, they are not taking any more money that's already destined for us as they've done in the past. And secondly, and perhaps most importantly, they've established a lockbox, which prevents them from reaching in and taking, you know, 17 million here, 22 million there, which they've done in the past from us. And uh, what we have is, to the best of my knowledge, essentially safe. Well, that's certainly good news. Good to hear. Well, Murray, listen, we certainly appreciate the sale. I know it's a very busy time for you, and uh, you're always generous with your time with us here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, and Murray, we really appreciate that, and best of luck come Harrisburg. Thank you so much. My pleasure being with you guys. All right, that was Murray Brown from Hanover Shoe Farms. And, and yeah, this uh, expanded gaming bill, Mike, certainly has gotten uh, a lot of headlines across the harness racing world. And I think it's kind of mixed on how it's going to uh, have an impact. But certainly, you know, Murray talked about the lockbox. I think that's really good news because, as you know, Mike, these, uh, you know, these politicians from a lot of states you know, they start getting in budget deficits. And, you know, one of the first things that they eye a lot of times is some of that money that's, you know, destined for agriculture and, uh, and harness racing and horse racing. So that is certainly good news for Pennsylvania. And another thing I think that a lot of people don't realize about that gaming bill, Mike, is there is a 25 mile zone where you can't build a casino within 25 miles of another casino. And I, I think that kind of helps out quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, it protects what's already there. And, you know, tracks like Harris, Philadelphia, Mohegan Sun at Pocono Downs, the Meadows, it protects those tracks. That way, you know, you're not, you know, you're not going right down the street and there's a, uh, you know, there's another Caesars Casino or what have you down the street. And uh, it protects them a little bit. The lockbox, I, this is the first I've heard about it. So uh, I can't really comment on that. But uh, what what exactly is that? Well, obviously, from what and that's the first i've heard about it as well but i think what i'm getting from what murray told us was each and every year and i know this is like this in other states but maybe more so in pennsylvania each and every year it seems like that the state of pennsylvania has comes right down to the wire passing a budget and as always with a lot of different states they're scrapping for money and you know the last couple of years they've raided just a little bit from the Pennsylvania horsemen here, Pennsylvania horsemen there. It hasn't been too big of a chunk as of yet, 
you know, and I think that's what all the horsemen right. are kind of worried about, and they should be. I mean, because, you know, states get in, in uh, trouble for money, and they're looking, uh, you know, they're looking for cash in each and every corner they can find it. And uh, luckily, with this lockbox taken from what Murray said, this lockbox maybe has kind of put a, a halt to them rating the fund every uh, you know, year or so. So if that's the case, if if I understood Murray correctly, that's fantastic news. Yeah, definitely. It really is. And I, it gives them a little bit of a, a little bit of support, Mike, to, uh, you know, maybe calm down a little bit and not be as nervous about, uh, about the situation. Well, yeah. And I mean, you've got horsemen that are investing in a product like investing in yearlings. So that's, you know, that's one of the things, I mean, when you invest in a yearling, Mike, you're investing like two, this. three, four years down the road. Yeah. Right, it's almost like so, the stock market, so to speak. Exactly. So, I mean, it's very important when you invest in a yearling, you know, it's very important to know that the state that, you know, your horse is bred in is going to have a viable horse racing industry in two, three, four, or five years. And I think that's something in Pennsylvania that, you know, wasn't guaranteed. And I think maybe now it's – and I don't say – and I don't want to say it's 100% guaranteed, but certainly – it is on a lot more stable footing than what it was, what it once was, if I understood Murray correctly with that whole lockbox thing. But yeah, that's the, that's kind of the first I heard about that. So I'm, I was kind of iffy about asking that question, but you know, Mike, I'm glad I did because I think we got a lot of good information. Uh, speaking of, uh, and I know we've got Pete Matters going to join us in a few minutes and uh, Rich Matei is on his way up as well, but have you checked on our man Gabe Pruitt over the last, uh, Ten hours or so. I have, I have not. No. I, oh no, I haven't. I didn't even think to check about it. I I feel bad for my man. You know, the, all year we've had him on this show probably about ten or fifteen times, and we had to hear Dodger this and Dodger that, and how they're going to win the World Series, and this is going to be the year. And and our good friend got close, but uh, you know, hey, hats no, off to We should have had him on the show, though. We should have had him on the show. No, no, I didn't want to. I, I, we didn't. Oh, come on. Uh, well, stock and handkerchiefs and Kleenex certainly would have went up if we would have had them on the show. But yeah, you know, <laughs> listen. Hats, hats off to to Houston. Their first ever World Series, and what a cool thing with. Uh, um, and for some reason, his name's escaping. But uh, proposed to his girlfriend right after the World Series. Is that cool or what? Yeah, well, you know, I was talking. Who, who was I talking to you on the before the show? I said, what? What was she going to say? No. I mean, yeah, that, oh, that was kind of a cool little thing to see. But you know, think about it for a minute. If you're if you're that girl, what are, what are you gonna say? No, come on. Well, you know, L- listen. You know, you just, I thought about you just, well, you know, I listen. I thought about when I was back at Hazel Park. I actually thought about proposing to Francine during a race. Oh, really? I thought about it. And what what if she would have said no? You would have been in trouble. Well, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> but listen. You know, and I'm not trying to be, you know, in all seriousness, you know, it was a great thing. But, you know, I mean, put somebody on the spot like that, good Lord, that would make me a little nervous, uh, let alone that. But listen, that would be something during a race. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever tried that. No, no. Maybe a proposed during a race call, you know. Could you imagine, uh, you know, somebody like you or me or Ayers or somebody uh, like during the Battle of Lake Erie, you know, we stopped the race. Hold on a minute. we got to do something for you. (laughs) I'll tell you what, if you did it during the Battle of Lake Erie, that'd probably be the last race you ever called. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about just maybe during like a, you know, like a four claimer or something. But I guess if you do it during a four claimer. (laughs) We both went to the four four claimer. How do you like that? Well, if you did it during it, but you know what, if you did it during a four claimer, a bottom condition level event, then, you know, then whoever you're proposing to could turn around and say, oh, what, I, I don't mean that much to you. You're going to propose to me at a foreclaimer, not an open well, or an invite or something? Well, you know what, then you tell them, look, I spent enough on the ring. You, you know what, another 4000 <laughs> was uh, was hurt in my pocket there. 
Yes, right. All right. Uh, okay. Pete Matters is coming up. Uh, the Potomac Face, Mike, is uh, uh, in its second edition, and it is coming up on Sunday at Rosecroft. So we're going to talk to Pete about that. Plus, Richard Matei uh, is going to chime in on some uh, Breeders' Cup action. So for those thoroughbred fans out there, and I know we're a harness show, but every once in a while, when it's a big event like the Kentucky Derby or you know Triple Crown or Breeders' Cup, which is obviously a, a you know popular event, we like to we got, bring in we, our we thoroughbred expert. We gotta act like Ridge knows what he's talking about. Yeah, well, you know, and here's the thing: I really don't even, I, I haven't even looked at the Breeders' Cup card, so I really don't know anything about this edition of the Breeders' Cup. So that's why we're gonna have to bring in our expert, Rich Matei. P matters is coming up, and uh, Rich Matei on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as live harness racing action returns Saturday, November fourth. The first 1,000 guests to receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMetalands.com. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick going to coast home a champion here. Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foils again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pit Rock on the inside, photo finish, foils again, and Pit Rock together, run 49 and 2. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com.
inside third. One, 19 and three for three quarters. It split the house. All bets off is second. Mel Mora, Shambhala, Keystone Velocity, and Dubé are flying off the turn. They come to the top of the stretch. It still split the house. All bets off on the outside. Makitsu, Wakazashi, Hanover flying up the inside. Split the house and all bets off. Split the house and all bets off. All bets off. We'll split the house in a photo. One, 48 and two. That'll tie the track record. It was a thrilling finish. In the Potomac Pace, the first ever Potomac Pace last year at Rosecroft, and it's that time of year again. It's the second edition of Banca Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, and it's our guy, the fine voice of not only Navy football, but of course, Rosecroft. Pete Medhurst. Pete, what a great, great race last year. Split the house and all bets off. We're tearing it up down the stretch. Well, you know, when they got to three quarters and one nineteen and three, I was kind of like, oh, my God, what is going on here? This is at Rosecroft. And, you know, when you get horses of that caliber, um, you know, you, you should expect greatness. But when you don't get to see them in person as often as, as you guys do, obviously, on the Grand Circuit and with the horses you all see uh, between the two of you at Northfield and, uh, and, uh, and the Harris, it's, it's just an amazing uh, it's an amazing race to call, and, you know, I'm glad that our new ownership, uh, you know, has, has taken pride in our track and given us an opportunity uh, to have a race of that caliber. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to it again because, you know, what a, what a rivalry this is, this is becoming between uh, split the house uh, and all bets off. I mean, you know, last week Matt had to leave so hard in the Breeders' Crown for post nine just to get in the race. If he doesn't, he doesn't get in the race. And, uh, you know, Brett just drove a, tactically just drove a, a spectacular race last week and put his horse in the best position and, of course, ends up getting the best finish. So we're we're looking forward to a, another great one coming up on Sunday. Pete, it's funny you mentioned that about the times because uh, a couple of short weeks ago I got to call my, uh, my first 149 mile, and when you see it flash on the screen, it, it kind of becomes like a whoa kind of moment because – you, you know, you, you you always dream of that big race that you get to call, you know, whether it be the Battle of Lake Erie or the Potomac Pace or, you know, for some of these bigger guys, the Hambletonian. But when when you see these fast horses just come out, you never know really what to expect. And I know uh, your eyes had to be on the Breeders' Crown uh, Championships uh, last week, making sure everybody came out okay. Oh, no question. And, again, I mean, the the thing you're looking for and what, what makes, you know, this race coming up, on, on Sunday for us, uh, that much more special is, you know, this is the opportunity where, you know, the, the, the great drivers, the Brett Millers, the, the Matt Kikaleys, the Dave Millers, all these guys are showing up to drive at our place. And, you know, when you see the things that they do tactically to give their horses, and these are, look, these guys have won thousands of races for a reason, you know, consistently, whether it's a 10 or a grand circuit horse, they consistently put their horses in the best positions all the time. And that's the, the, the great thing that you, I think sometimes we, we take for granted, you know, sometimes do we get caught up with any excitement in the hoopla when a horse goes 47 or 48? The great thing is, is when people complain about a grand circuit race going in like 50, going like, oh, you know, the, the second quarter was 29 and three and nobody was pulling and things of that nature. Well, the genius is the guy on the lead, you know, it's his job to give his horse the best chance to win. And tactically these guys do uh, the, the best things week in and week out on behalf 
uh, of their horses and their owners and the trainers that they that they drive for. And you know, while there's a great excitement in going 48 and change, the object is to win you know 50% of the 100,000. So uh, that's the 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 thing I I get excited about because you can have a conversation. And you know, last year all those drivers were great. They came down and sat in our crowd uh, beforehand, signed autographs. Uh, with everybody, and, and you get a chance to, you know, even if it's for five minutes, talk to uh, the Dave Millers and the Brett Millers uh, of the world, and, you know, those are the class guys in our business right now. Visiting with uh, Rosecroft track announcer Pete Medhurst. Now, Pete, let's uh, let's just drift away from the Potomac face for just a second, because the racing at Rosecroft, and for those of you, the listeners that have, haven't really tuned in or watched Rosecroft lately, the racing at Rosecroft mm-hmm is unbelievably exciting. And I, I'm, you know, it's a five-eighths mile track. It's got a little bit of bank to it. It's a, a very good surface, a very, it's a fast surface, no question about it. But it just seems that you see a lot more movement at Rosecroft than in a lot of other places. And even by comparison, a lot of other five-eighths tracks. Why do you think that's the case, Pete? Well, you know, Mike, I mean, we, Obviously, right now we race two days a week. This week we've got a special. We get to race three days a week. Um, so it gives the horsemen a little more opportunity. But you know what? I think when you only race two days a week, you've got to send your horse. You've got to go. If he's going to get in the money, uh, you've got to send him. Whether you've got an outside post, uh, an inside post, you've got to put your horse in the best position. And you mentioned the surface. There's no doubt Danny Herbst has done a, as good a job as I mean, outside of Pocono, I'm not sure there's a 5.8 mile track uh, in the country that's just consistently uh, as fast as ours is. Because if you look, and, and I say that the difference, and obviously, Mike, where you announced at Harris, Philadelphia, you're dealing with a higher class of horse. Those horses are just going to show up and go fast because of who they are, where, who's training them, who's driving them. You look at the horses that are going 51 and 52 at, at Rosecroft, and you know, arguably throughout the year, they're not on the same page as the horses that are racing at Pocono and at Harris. But, Mike, in some respects, some of those horses are going huge miles. And I think that's the, the beauty of what our place uh, has become. We've carved out a little niche. And, you know, I mean, right now we, we're going two nights a week, and that's probably enough uh, for where we are. But the, the, ra- the races, and, again, it's about getting the gambling public uh, to throw a few shekels on your track, and that's that's really what it comes down to. And that's the next step that we've got to take is, you know, we we all try because, you know, you, you and Rich do a marvelous job, and, and Mike does the job uh, by putting out your picks on, on Facebook Live. We're starting to all use social media in a positive way to try and lure gamblers into uh, playing our tracks. But, you know, that, that's still the, the, the fight that we've got to fight is getting more people to to wager on the product because I think the product now has gotten to the point where you can trust it on a nightly basis and you can trust the drivers and you can trust the horses that you're seeing that are going to race to the form that they look like and the track itself is going to allow them uh, to do that on a weekly basis. As you know from from being – both of you have filled in for me there uh, from time to time. You, You know the quality and how hard those guys are going. Now, Pete, uh, obviously you guys have the big race coming up on a Sunday. Who uh, who has already been confirmed? I know you guys haven't drawn yet, uh, but who has been confirmed, if uh, you could tell us that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's most of the field from last year, which is great. Um, I think that's the, the beauty of a race like this. I mean, certainly this aged pacing group this year, were we all disappointed when Wiggly Jiggly couldn't, couldn't post for 2017? By, by all means, because he was a star in our sport, and, and you felt bad for Georgia and, and their entire operation uh, that one of the greats of the game wasn't going to be able to do it. But you know what it did? It opened the group up wide open. I mean, look at this group all year long and look at all of the different events that they've been in. And we've had different winners. I mean, we've not had one horse just lay over the field uh, the way Wiglet Jiglet and always be Mickey did. And I think, you know, last year, this was a great betting race for us. The board for this race was terrific. And I expect it to be again coming up on Sunday. All bets off the defending champion, split the house, the Breeders' Crown champion, Delta winner, who was there uh, a year ago, uh, Wakazashi Hanover, uh, Keystone Velocity. Um, those, they're all uh, confirmed, and obviously we will draw uh, a little bit later on today. And um, when, you, when you start you know, bringing in the best of the best, and, and I think we've got that bit of legend, has been awesome uh, on half-mile tracks, uh, was terrific at Harrington uh, in the Bobby Quillen. Uh, Boston Red Rocks uh, is going to be here as well, Mockett, So, and Melmara. So, you know, with Split the House, Melmara uh, alone, and Bit of Legend and All Bets Off, you know, the weather looks, at least for now, to be okay Sunday. We're looking at probably another 25, 26 and change opening quarter, and it's going to be on uh, from there with that kind of field. And now the only driver uh, decision, Dave Miller, is down on both. Dealt the winner and mock it so, so he'll have a decision to make there. But otherwise, you're getting Matt Kakali, Jordan Stratton, Mark McDonald's down to drive Boston Red Rocks, Dan Dubé on Keystone Velocity, Corey Callahan from Elmara, and uh, Tim Tietrick for Wakazashi Hanover. So, again, from a product standpoint, guys, you can't beat it. You have the best in that class, you have the best drivers, and it, it promises to be uh, another good event on Sunday. All right, Pete. Well, listen, man, have some fun and call another great race as you always do. For those of you who don't know, uh, Pete is uh, my quote-unquote coach uh, is what I call him. Uh, he helped get me into uh, into where I am today. And, uh, Pete, I'll never – obviously, I'll never forget that. But I definitely look up to you. And, uh, you know, when you're coming up to call in this race on uh, Sunday, you know you'll, you'll get a text from me beforehand uh, wishing you good luck like always, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I will wave to you guys as I go by today because uh, I, I will be at Lincoln Financial Field tonight for uh, Navy and Temple uh, with a uh, special Thursday night contest. So uh, I will uh, I will wave to Mike uh, as I go by uh, Harris, and uh, hopefully by that time he and Rich will have hit a uh, pick four ticket and can celebrate <laughs> with some cold ones coming up later on tonight. No, that's beautiful. Listen, I just hope you don't uh, count on uh, Rich Matei buying anything because even when he's hit pick fours, is suddenly he, he's got uh, <laughs> short arms and uh, deep pockets, as they say. <laughs> he's, the guy, he's the guy on the commercial. <laughs> I can't quite get this. And then somebody else reaches over and says, we got to get out of here. Let's go. Yeah, he's got, he's got fish hooks for hands when he reaches down there, let me tell you. All right, people, listen, we appreciate you joining us, buddy. Best of luck come Sunday. As always, guys, appreciate it greatly. Thank you. Uh, I'm just kidding. You know, I'll tell you what, Rich has actually bought his fair share of meals since he's been here, Mike. And and I know you'll be here. Uh, what you're, you're going to come up here in a couple of weeks. You'll be calling some racing oh, yeah. here in Philadelphia. And uh, 
And uh, we got to make sure Matei's got some money because he's going to have to do some buying over the next uh, that uh, week, no question. Well, listen, as much money as uh, we throw into our poker tournaments, he's really going to have to do some buying because uh, if we lose <laughs> like we did the last time, we might be in trouble. Yeah, we might be having to hit up Francine for some money. There All right, go, when we come know. When we come back, uh, Rich Matei is going to try to make us some money this weekend. It's the Breeders' Cup, and uh, we're going to try to uh, try to see Rich Matei like, see if he can give us some long shot winners on the other side of this timeout. One more short timeout, then it's uh, Mike and Rich on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion. Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Searching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pet Rock together, run 49 and 2. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, and Mike forgot to unmute me, so we're <laughs> we just now coming back on the program. We're, we're joined now by Rich Matei, and Rich, a uh, big, exciting weekend coming up for Thoroughbred Racing, uh, the Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships. That uh, Mike told me uh, something about you have some prices for us. Yeah, there's a bunch of prices this weekend, and that's usually what the Breeders' Cup is all about, finding these really good horses at prices you'll never, ever see them at except on Breeders' Cup Day. And even on Friday, the card's a little soft, but Saturday it really vamps up. But I do have a couple horses on Friday where you could make a little bit of money. In race number six, that's actually the first Breeders' Cup race of the two days. That's the juvenile Phillies turf. Number eight, significant form. This horse actually was disqualified in her maiden breaking win. And if you watch the race, she was much the best. She just caused a little trouble going into the first turn where she was disqualified. But Chad Brown didn't waste any time. He put this horse in a grade three, and this maiden went off at even money in that grade three, and she dominated that race. She's facing some others again that are coming out of the same race, like the one best performance who actually got a good draw. I'm going to use her too. She gets first-time Lasix. And even Chad Brown's other horse, the 11 rushing fall, she's probably the horse to beat. She's seven to two. She's the favorite. But even though she's won impressively, both of her wins have been set up for closers, and she's come from well out of it, and she drew post 11. So she's going to have to work out a trip in the juvenile Phillies turf. The next race is the Dirt Mile. And this this is a two-horse race for most people between the three. Sharp Azteca, who's just been red hot for Jorge Navarro, and the six more spirit. But the problem with more spirit this horse is Metropolitan, 
was probably the best race this year by anybody except Arrowgate. But we haven't seen that horse since Belmont Stakes Day. And Bob Baffert likes to run his horses when they're good. So I don't know why this horse has been on the sidelines. And it's interesting to see that Moore Spirit has six straight breezes from the gate. But I like the 10 practical joke in that race. He's going to be a little bit of a price, maybe six or eight to one. The only problem with practical joke is he drew the outside. I don't think that's going to be much of a problem because sharp as tech is going to go and there's a lot of speed. So they're going to be stretching out there and hopefully practical joke can find a spot. But the problem with him, he has five wins and they've all come at one third on set on Friday. He's going to go two turns, but his best races have been at a mile. His wire. I know it was a one turn mile, but that was, uh, that was the best race he ever ran by far. In race number eight, that's a Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf on Friday. Number one, Mendelssohn was a $3 million purchase. And the reason for that is he's a half to Beholder. It was interesting to see this horse has been on turf, though, all along. Since Beholder, we know he won the, won the Breeders' Cup distaff a couple of times. But they did try to get this horse in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. It was his second preference. He didn't draw in. The horse that I like, though, is number nine, Encumbered. This horse goes back to turf. Last time out, raced in the front runner on dirt and ran against that monster, Bolt the Aura, who we're going to see on Saturday, who's probably the most exciting two-year-old we've seen in probably 20, 30 years. So I like the nine Encumbered at 15 to one. And then in the big race for Friday, that's the Breeders' Cup distaff. I'm going to go with the six, Forever Unbridled. I've always liked this horse. He's been really, really good. Stellar wins coming off a layoff. The 5 of 8 really didn't beat anybody last time out in the Bell Dame, even though she did it the right way. She's the second choice, but the 6 Forever Unbridled is going to be the third or fourth choice if the 7 Paradise Woods gets bet. So I'm going to go with the 6 Forever Unbridled, who we saw defeat champion Songbird at Saratoga last time out. Well, I'll tell you what, a big after couple of afternoons of a racing coming up at Del Mar. Uh, one race I've always been really interested, Rich, and it's no longer a Breeders' Cup race, but listen, it it, it was a race that I uh, that I always found some value in, and that was the Breeders' Cup Marathon uh, when it was the Breeders' Cup Marathon. Uh, now I think it's the uh, Las Vegas Marathon, maybe. Yeah, they just, just marathon stakes have to someone sponsor it now. Uh, that race is on Friday. This is not the best marathon that they've had in a while. And they, they didn't draw that many horses. They only drew eight horses in the right. field. The horse that interested me was actually the horse coming from the, um, the fairs at, out in uh, California. And that's the five, Noble Nick. This horse went a mile and five-eighths last time out. And I know the buyer was on the slow side. He got a 75. But he wired the field that day. And he's run at Del Mar before. And he actually has not run that bad ever since being off the claim he was claimed for 16,000 in May and he's just reeled off a couple of consecutive victories he has not been off the board since he's been claimed so and in these marathon races everybody thinks that you need closers it's actually horses that have to be up on the pace that have a big advantage so I'm looking at him I know the three Destin ran second in the Belmont Stakes last year but I don't know what's happened to him He's been campaigned kind of weirdly ever since that Belmont Stakes, and he was a no-show last summer, and then we didn't see him for almost a year after that at Saratoga. So I'm going to go with a price there with the five noble Nick. All right, Rich. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate your insight, and uh, people will be able to find your picks on our website if I'm correct, correct? Yeah, I'm going to post them uh, 
probably tonight for Friday and then tomorrow for Saturday. All right, that's Rich the Natural Matei. And, Rich, uh, we certainly appreciate you uh, giving us the thoroughbred insight because I know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, listen, I lost my uh, hiney at Churchill Downs. So uh, not, a big, uh, not a big thoroughbred guy, but, listen, you, uh, you, 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 know, you seem to know what you're doing. I'm trying to at least. <laughs> All right, that was a rich Matei. As we close out this post time with Mike and Mike, basically a Breeders' Cup marathon. Uh, it was a fantastic 90-minute show. And uh, listen, we'll be bringing it back next week with our post time with Mike and Mike award nominations as they open. For Mike Bozich, I'm Mike Carter and Rich Matei. We thank you for joining us here this morning. We'll see you back here next Thursday with the first post of 1030 in the morning. Stay here I know